Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, December. Uh, December, I'm getting a little bit carried away. November 21. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me as he does each and every Tuesday is Jared Daffy from the Tab. Good morning to you, Daff. Morning, Kat. Yes, December's not far away. That means Christmas not far away. Well, it's getting exciting. I think we should have a, a penalty, though, for every time Christmas is mentioned in November. I don't know what that penalty could be, but we'll, uh, we'll think of something. We'll get the we'll get a brainstorm happening. But uh, plenty happening in the world of Greyhound Racing. Of course, the uh, Melbourne Cup heats and the Bold Trees heats kick off at Sandown Park this Saturday night, and it was quite an eventful uh, card of racing down there last weekend with the shootout and the Melbourne Cup preludes. First of all, before we get into what's happening up here in New South Wales, what did you make of the action down south on the weekend? Well, I know that if you were a favourite, you were doomed from the start. They went down like nine pins, didn't they? There were some rough results there. Uh, Although having said that, of course, being Big Energy won the shootout as a heavily back favourite, put the race beyond doubt, basically after 10 or 15 metres. But um, a lot of good dogs beaten there at Sandown on Saturday night. He was outstanding, Big Energy. Um... I know that there was a lot of uh, pressure on Alpha Zulu going into the race. I suppose he's been uh, touted as the next big thing coming along in the sprinting ranks. Um, but big energy, I, looking at his form, he's been very unlucky with box draws. Uh, he's been drawing on the outside of Transponder quite a lot, and uh, it's just been hampering him um, in his races. Uh, so it was definitely a, a deserved change of fortune for him to get an inside draw and get one of these big race features. It was, and he put the race beyond doubt with that 5.02 first split. It was probably beyond doubt when he stepped to the front anyway, but you know we had um, Transponder and uh, Alpha Zulu knocking each over, each other over behind Big Energy. That allowed him to get a massive break, but it wouldn't have mattered. You, you can't... You can't run a, da- a dog down that's running 2898. It's just not possible. And as for the Melbourne Cup preludes, the last round of them was run on Saturday night as well. Plenty of upsets in those. Um, who was most impressive for you, Daph? Uh, well, I, I know some that didn't have much luck. Postman Pat had no, no luck at all. Sort of turned right when, when the boxes went up. Um, on, that, on that, Daph, I thought it was very interesting. I was... Um, listening to Paul Bartolo speak before the race and his dog that won the race. Um, he was saying that it is notorious storm stroller for barking in the boxes and carrying on like a pork chop. And okay. as soon as he said that, I turned to Dan Hardy and said, I feel like getting this form guide and throwing it over my shoulder because mm. um, when you've got dogs that carry on in the boxes, I suppose it's um, one of those things that you never know how it's going to affect the dogs drawn around them. I definitely don't think it helps them because they would struggle to hear the lure, but um, you never wanted to hear that as a favourite backer, considering how the night was going. It was um, it was just one of those things, and the do- the dog missed the start. So who knows if that's why, but um, probably one thing to take away from that as well. That's right. And the other one, which um, I bet against, um, didn't have a lot of success, but I thought Scalacci was a, a, an enormous risk given what happened to him at the Meadows the previous Saturday night uh, when he hit his head on the boxes and he hit it hard enough to, to open a wound up for a young dog like that uh, that might play uh, havoc with him in the coming runs and uh, yeah, he didn't begin the other night um, oh, I don't know there was there was some impressive performance Cracker Jack Bull was a good run again uh, Morton missed the start there uh, we mentioned Postman Pat uh, it, it was a weird night Cat. I think we'll see a lot of uh, improved performances this week in the heats 
actually the one that beat Scalacci in their prelude, Here Comes Millie, I was really taken with her. I actually made mm. Scalacci a best bet because I thought heading back to Sandown, uh, he'd be much better suited. But um, she exploded out of the boxes and never gave anyone else a chance. And she's one of these real progressive types. Um, I don't know if the Melbourne Cup might be a fraction too soon for her, given her experience, but... Uh, the Laurels is just around the corner, and she's beautifully bred. She's by Bernardo out of Brugolino. She was a yeah, top class. Leader. Yeah, she, she was a top class racer herself, but she was, of course, a, a lit assist at a big flood for Des Douch. So, uh, regularly bred, and she looks like she's got plenty of upside as well. He doesn't have a very big kennel, Des Couch, Des Douch, uh, but I'll tell you what, he's a good trainer. Absolutely, he is. Now back here in New South Wales, uh, one of the main features this week is the Middle Distance Championship Final. At Dapdo, do you want to run us through the market for that one, Daff? Sorry, I hit the wrong button there. I can do that. <laughs> uh, down the page, one hot bandit, $2.50 and favourite. Father Rick, 5.50 into 4.60. Energizer Miss, 34. Sandstorm Rico, 14 into 11. Bit of specking there. Cumbria Kid, 12 out to 13. We Don't Share, 14 out to 15. Punters Bandit in box 7, 2.60. And the pink runner there, Lady Stomp, at $12 going to be a very competitive little race let's listen to the winner father rick from last thursday racing Nice your way out wide, Father Rick and Stan Storm. Rico's going to drive through the guy to go with him earlier. Has ability, gets across the third one. Hot bandit, fourth the inside. Two lengths away, Energizer Miss, followed by Tigalong Ruby and Tiger Jack the tail ender. Father Rick takes him into the back, led by two and a half now and Stan Storm. Rico, four away, one hot bandit has ability. Tigalong Ruby, Energizer Miss and Tiger Jack off the back. Father Rick still in front, three on Stan Storm. Rico flat out at the moment. Then one hand bandit and a break has ability as they turn. They still have a got Father Rick, one hot bandit's running on, but Father Rick, all the way over one hot bandit, third sandstorm, Rico, followed by Energizer Miss Hallis. That was Father Rick, very impressive in his heat of the Middle Distance Championship at Dapto last week, and just over length off outside the track record, if you don't mind. His trainer, Ray Webster, now joins us to have a chat about his chances this week. Good morning to you, Ray. G'day, Kat. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. You must be absolutely delighted with how your fella's tracking at the moment. Um... <clears throat> Delighted and surprised, you know, for a dog that turns four in a fortnight time, he's um, he's going probably as good as he's ever gone. Right, so, I was going to say congratulations on the win, but I was going to say he's racing really well uh, at the moment, but he seems to have a, a good affinity with Dapto. He likes those six hundred metre boxes at Dapto, that's for sure. He's um, he's run some really good times there from those boxes, and uh, you know, I just hope he can do it again on Thursday night. He absolutely exploded out of the boxes last week. Um, what did you make of how he began? Because once he led, um, it was always going to be very challenging for them to run him down just because of the affinity he does have with the track there. Yeah, I was <coughs> I was a little bit surprised that he's run the other night. He, he um, He's sort of been coming back. He's had, he'd had four starts prior to that, two 350s and two 500s. And I was just a little bit concerned he might have been underdone. But um, uh, he... Uh, he surprised me in that respect, and I was very, very pleased with the way he finished the race off. It was good. Ray, the, the box draw seems to have served him pretty well here. We've got one hot bandit. We know how good one hot bandit is, but I think most would agree maybe not suited in the red box and a little bit ordinary early. You've drawn beside him in turn. It appears as though the other post greyhands are out wide, so he might well step to the front again. Well, I hope so. He, he's... he's um He's virtually got to do that, in my opinion, to to win the race. I think he's got to uh, 
he's got to lead. If he doesn't lead and, and, and uh, well, he tends to, to get off the track even more with dogs on his inside and he covers that much extra ground. So we need him, we need him to begin on, uh, on Thursday night and lead. So let's hope he can do it. Um, he's, uh, I think the box is not too bad from what I can see. I, um, I think one hot band that doesn't begin like a, a rocket and, uh, mate, if we can get in front of it early, well, then he's got a chance. But then again, Andy's got the other one out and out wider. And, uh, and um, you know, they're obviously two very, very good dogs that adapt to, Ed, to Adapto as well. So we'll see what happens. He's been a remarkable little dog for you, 23 wins from 72 starts and well over $100,000 in prize money. And uh, most importantly, he's one of your breed by Fernando Bale out of Lagoon Prissy, who, of course, dates back to... A very good bitch that you had back in the day called Lagoon Luana, who won the Group 3 Ladies Bracelet at Wentworth Park, and she made multiple feature race finals. So uh, no doubt very special for Sharon and yourself um, to breed these dogs and have success all these years later. It is um, it is very, very pleasing, you know, uh, to do that. Um, most of the dogs that we've raced have been um, dogs that we've bred along the way, and they all go back to a bitch called Magic Grove back in the early 2000s, and... Um, and uh, the generation of um, of that line is still going okay. So uh, let's hope it can continue. And speaking of continuing, Ray, his form, you mentioned before, he's not far off being four years of age, what, only a couple of weeks, but he's always raced against the best and he's always raced well. He has. He's as honest as you could possibly get for a, a greyhound and, and uh, he just gives it his all every time he goes around and... Um, you know we're uh, we're very um, proud of him. He's uh, he's been a fantastic dog for us, and uh, and let's hope he can continue for another twelve months or so. You know we've got the Masters races coming up, which he'll be eligible for us from the beginning of December. So um, we'll keep going. Whatever he's sound and he tells us he wants to race, well, that's what we'll do. And he's just the perfect mould for a Masters dog. What you want, I I think when they get to that age, you don't want a dog that's sort of struggling to run 500 and that you've got to bore the work into to get them to run it. Um, he'd be the beautiful type of dog for it, Ray, that uh, because he is so naturally strong, you'd prob- realistically just be able to race him week to week and let him um, let him keep himself fresh and do what he does. Yeah, well, he'll tell us what he wants to do, Cat. You know, we won't overtax him, and uh, when it's time to pull the pin on his racing career, I'm, su- I'm sure he'll let us know. It's uh, not the at money. The moment, Sorry. Yeah, at oh, the moment, oh. he's loving it. I was going to say, it's not the money attached with those Masters races, Ray, but I, like everybody, I get a lot of enjoyment out of watching those dogs who were really competitive in the good class races and then and then transition to the to the Masters. And, you know, you can often get over a year's racing out of them uh, and they clearly love it. Yeah, well, he loves it. He loves racing. He loves chasing and um, he's... Um, at this stage in his career, uh, he doesn't look like wanting to pull the pin. So if that's the case, we'll keep doing with him what he wants to do, and that's race. And last one from me, Ray. You've no doubt uh, had plenty of good dogs over the years. Um, what is the future direction for yourself and Sharon? Have you got many pups on the ground, or are you at the stage where you're thinking of scaling back a bit? No, we're scaling back, Kat. Um, we, we bred a litter... Um, he only had three pups, a Lagoon Mandy, and they're now four months old. Um, 
uh, <clears throat> and we will rear and race then. Um, what we do in the uh, the future, I'm not sure. Like um, age is catching up on me anyway. Not so much with me, and certainly I I've slowed down a little bit. So we'll just see what happens in the next six months or twelve months, and that'll decide what we do. But at this stage, we uh, we probably won't breed another litter for at least 12 months. So, um, you know, in hindsight, I would have loved to have... Uh, I should have bred a litter 12 months ago so that I had something coming through because I will miss it when um, when there's nothing there to take to the races, you know. What did that litter buy, Ray? Uh, Aston Rupee. Okay. We should see the first... Man. We should see the first of those hitting the track shortly, I'd say, if we haven't already, Aston Rupee. Yeah, I, I don't know of any um, that have raced yet, but uh, oh. no doubt um, Ray Border would have some of the early ones that would be almost ready to go. But uh, For sure. Yeah, it would be very interesting to see what happens because he, he certainly, I think he's... He's had over nearly 300 bitches in the short time he's been at Stud. So. Well, yeah. I was actually down with um, Jihad Talji. Uh, we did a feature story on Scalacci last week and... Uh, he's got a litter there by Aston Rupee that wouldn't be too far off going to the breakers. And I actually said to him, what are the reports on them down here? And he said that there's some absolute rockets down there at the yeah. moment. So oh, that's good. It's good, uh, good reports, which I suppose you're always going to want to hear when you've got some of these pups on the ground. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Well, I hope I've got a couple of rockets at home. They're, they're out of uh, Mandy, who is um, Father Rick's litter sister. So, um, Well bred. Yeah, let's hope we can continue that line, you know. All right, Ray, well, thank you for your time this morning. Uh, the old boy, uh, be good if you got a, a birthday present on Thursday night in that DAPTO Middle Distance Championship, 25000 to the winner. As we spoke at the top of the show, he looks mighty hard to beat from that uh, preferred draw of two. So hopefully we see him come out running and, and you get the check on Thursday night. Well, let's hope so. Anyway, we'll see what happens. All right, thanks for your time this morning, Ray. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. All the best. Bye. Ray Webster, the trainer of uh, Father Rick, who has boxed two in the DAPTO Middle Distance Championship Thursday night, Cat, and currently the, uh, well, seems a good price, $4.60. Yeah, that surprised me a bit, considering the good draw that he does have and just how impressive he was the other night, uh, just over length outside of the track record. And Jeezy's been such a consistent little dog, you'd absolutely love to have one like him. Yeah, he's a good dog, and 600 clearly suits him, but he's, you know, as I said, he's braced against the best for 12 months now and always acquitted himself well. You'd think he'd be mighty hard to beat in those Masters races once he's able to contest those. Yeah, definitely. As I said, he, he's just a super strong little dog. He's going to uh, be one of the perfect dogs that you can just race probably week in, week out without doing much in between. So, you yeah, know, he's going to clean up those Masters races, I would have thought, when he heads to them. All right, Cat, well, we might take a short break. Hi, this is Dave Stanley. Racing HQ is coming to Mudgee to celebrate the Cup. Join us to experience the country charm of the Mudgee region with its award-winning wineries and restaurants. We'll be hosting the Calcutta on race day eve at the Oriental Hotel on Thursday, November 30 from 6pm. Then I'll broadcast Racing HQ live from the Ori along with Luke Marlow on Cup Day morning. So come for breakfast and say g'day. And take advantage of free travel to and from the track. Don't miss Mudgy Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic cup meetings. 
The weekend starts this Friday with Kia Friday Nights at Canterbury Park. Enjoy night racing, food markets and free kids entertainment. Plus enter our $10,000 cash giveaway. Kia Friday Night Racing at Canterbury Park. Entry is free. Don't just get a forklift. Get a Toyota. Right now, Toyota Material Handling is having a massive clear-out of 2022 and 23 plated forklifts. Score great deals across a selected range of new Toyota forklifts currently in stock. Counterbalance and reach forklifts, walkie stackers and more. So if it's 22 or 23 plated, get a great Toyota forklift deal. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au Get a Toyota forklift. Season apply. Offer ends December 31. At TAB, we're on for faster live vision. You can now stream Sky 1 and Sky 2 action up to 14 seconds faster than ever before. So whether it's thoroughbreds, greyhounds or harness, you can now beat the jump with faster live sky racing vision. New on the TAB app. TAB, we're on. Available on the TAB app to TAB account holders on the TAB iOS app. T's and C's apply. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing, overflow, Bow midfield away, Hudson Bay won the start, here's Cartner Bear down the outside, overflow, Bow goes over onto the inside, gets to third, followed then by uh, Jen's Joy, Pringle Tiger, Bogey Hurricane, Mrs Musgrave and Pursuit was last, down the back, the heavens open for overflow, Bow went through and took the lead over Hudson Bay, Jen's Joy rails up behind them, a break then to Pringle Tiger, Cartner Bear around the turn, overflow, Bow is clear by two, over Jen's Joy, it's overflow, Bow! Overflow Bow is the rising star. Beat Jen's joy. Third home bogey hurricane. That was Overflow Blo- uh, Overflow Bow. That's a tongue twister. That one is <laughs> the New South Wales Greyhound having success up in Queensland last week in the Rising Stars final. And we're now joined by his trainer, Craig Chapelau. Good morning to you, Craig. Uh, good morning, Kat. Morning, Jared. He was very impressive the other night. What did you make of the performance, first of all? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, wrapped with the way he went uh, first trip away uh, to a different state and I uh, thought he did his uh, really well in his heat and then uh, probably improved again in the final, which is always good to see. A couple of tricky boxes up there out wide at Albion Park, but uh, yeah, he navigated his way around the first turn well and he was very strong to the line, so I was uh, really impressed by him. You're right about those boxes, Craig. It's nearly impossible to win from an outside draw at Albion Park if you're having your first or second start on the track, but he's been able to do it on both occasions. And the other thing, too, is particularly the other night, 29.92, uh, best of the night. How much improvement is there in this dog? Because he looks like every time he goes around, he's just getting a little bit better. Yeah, that's correct, Jared. He, uh, he certainly went well there on uh, Thursday night. The track probably wasn't overly quick either. Just had a slight bit of rain before his race, so... Uh, to run 29.90 odd uh, is an excellent effort but uh, yeah right from the start he uh, he trials like he broke him well trialed well and then every time you'd put him around somewhere like Bulleye it was just like well that's uh, very impressive what he was doing as a young dog and um, I think just what's even better is just the way he's learning to race now he uh, he's a real race dog he can uh, as I say handle any box pretty much and even when he didn't quite jump as good as we hoped there on Thursday night he still showed a lot of pace to Burned down the outside instead of going round dogs. He went underneath them and then up mm. the back straight. He held the rail. So, uh, yeah, for his age and his ex- like his lack of experience, really, he's showing a lot of uh, a lot of um, talent there. That um, yeah, hopefully things to come in in the next few months will all well work well for him. 
I was going to mention that you've had quite a rap on this dog for a long time because I remember it must have been up at Gunnedah for the Chief Havoc final when we were both in the final up there uh, quite a number of months ago now that um, you were saying that you had a pup that was going really well and you thought it was going to be a nice dog. I assume that was this bloke and uh, he's certainly done that. Yeah, well, he comes from a very handy litter, the Fernando Bale Sweet City Woman litter. Uh, there's a couple of others with Jason Magri and um, we have his sister and also another unraced uh, sister to Bo there that Dad and I own and uh, they've all shown a lot of promise, um, yeah, right from break-in but this boy was always just a standout. Uh, he's run home times and he could do it do it at both ends really, his early sections and I'm just very impressed when uh, whenever you trialled him, he was always like thereabouts, best of the morning, whatever it might be, be it Goulburn, Bulleye and then I think he went 29.70, his first look round went with Park and I've had a few go round there that if you can get round the 30 mark first go, you're sort of happy, but 29.70 and really strong run home, 11.70. So, uh, yeah, he's always shown he's got it, but as I say now, it's what he's doing in races that uh, is like something you can't teach them, just the way they navigate their way through and um, I think that'll, yeah, that'll prove to be a real bonus when he uh, starts to meet some stronger company in the coming months anyway. Oh, Craig, how did you come about uh, getting him? I see he's owned by Ray Holt. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I uh, have a couple of dogs for Ray in um, a previous couple of litters. Um, I, I'm loving it and Sweet City Gal, which we'd had a bit of success with. And then uh, these two went away to break in and uh, up in Queensland and Ray and Gene had uh, asked me to take him on. And uh, yeah, so we took him in, and Jill on, the sister, and uh yeah, it's been a good uh, association with Ray and Jean. They were um, good to get up there on Thursday. They flew up on the day and, and been first time to Albion Park and got to win a Group 3, so it was a really, uh, really great night. I read online that that was their biggest win in 40 years in the industry, and that's exactly what you love to see, isn't it, Craig? Just good people having good success. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ray did um, really well with the, uh, Bo's mother, Sweet City uh, Woman. Uh, he won the... Goulburn Fireball a few years ago there and then uh, yeah once the, the letters started coming he decided to uh, give me a try with a couple of them there and um, yeah he's um, yeah big rap for them up there on Thursday seeing him in the grandstand cheering and having um, partner Samantha and the two kids there as well so uh, it was a real party even though we weren't in New South Wales we still uh, had a really enjoyable night. And Craig how many have you got in the kennel at the moment? Uh, we've around 14 uh, dogs in the kennel, uh, not all racing, a few pups and uh, about eight or nine potential sort of ready to go um, race-wise. Like Embrace has just come back and I'm loving it. Uh, he's just on the sideline still. So like every trainer there, there's a, there's a few little injuries and that that keep them uh, sideline for a while. But um, some nice young maiden coming through, a euphoria and... Uh, couple of other new ones soon to start so um yeah it's sort of just a bit of a, a balancing act at the moment with the few of the older ones and uh we've found some homes for them recently which is good and then uh, get the uh, young stock coming through as well you're a busy man obviously with a, a quite a big team of dogs in work and a young family got two little kids with your lovely wife sam and uh, your dad, Ken, does a great job coming around the tracks with you and helping out. But not only that, you also run quite a successful business. You have the Farrell's Dog Biscuit uh, brand. So why don't you give that a bit of a plug and let everyone know how good it is? Yeah, no, it's been uh, been a whirlwind 12 months or so since we started back in uh, September of 22. And, uh, yeah, in the last 12 months, it's been... Uh, 
steadily growing popularity around the country. I think we're pretty much into all states now and uh, it's been a real job. Um, yeah, we had a, a bit of a setback last uh, couple of months ago when the bit of a fire down in where they were made, but um, sort of made us realise just how popular they were when we had a lot of phone calls chasing them. So we're back to normal production now and uh, we're endeavouring to get them around to, to all the tracks and uh, all our um, like stockers in, in Australia. So been really really positive and um, thanking everyone for their support it's always good to get the feedback and know that um, they're happy with the product so yeah if we can support the industry that's a, it's a bonus as well and Craig you mentioned Embrace there before uh, be fair to say she's been a bit of an enigma for punters but gee she's been a good dog yeah she's um, yeah been a blessing for me uh, first group one last year with her in the Peter Mossman and um, what she's been able to achieve, um, she's up around the $180,000 mark now and basically she's just a Wendy girl, she just loves going around there and uh, sort of did a bit of travelling with her last year but that didn't pay off but um, yeah, come back to town and made the paws asunder and she won a heat of the Easter egg so um, yeah, I love taking her to the races, I know what you mean with the, the punning side but um, yeah, I still uh, yeah, I love to, to, to see what she does on the track, she's just got brilliant pace and uh, very strong as well and um, yeah hopefully we've got a few more months left before we head to the breeding barn with her. Well speaking of travelling you might have a bit more coming up over the Christmas period I don't know how Sam would feel about you being on the road over Christmas but uh, you might have to do that with Overflow Bow uh, looking at races coming up you know you've got plenty of options within there's obviously uh, the Maitland Cup coming up and also the Silver Chief Series down in Melbourne and then uh, just after Christmas there's uh, no doubt the Queensland Derby, which would be right up his alley as well. Yeah, that's right. Very exciting time of the year, uh, especially with Bo there. So, uh, yeah, at this stage, we're looking to head down to Melbourne and, and put him around the meadows for a trial for the Silver Chief. And then, um, yeah, as you say, up to Queensland again for the Derby. And in the new year, you've got um, like the National Derby as well. So, uh, couple of busy months coming up but um, like with Greyhounds it's uh, one step at a time with him just to make sure everything goes right and um, yeah, not get it too far ahead of ourselves but obviously you have to have a bit of a plan with a dog as good as he is so um, yeah that's sort of short term down to Melbourne and, and see how we go from there. Craig that damn line Sweet City Woman uh, is there any staying uh, blood in there anyway? He looks like he'd be a potential stayer. Yeah, um, the My Lady Day, it goes back to, um, I think the line then goes further back to Leon Bozovic's uh, breed that had a couple of stayers there. There was Kiritaba, I remember one, but uh, I think there was a bit of strength comes through from that side. The My Lady Day were more sort of known to be sprinters, but um, okay. definitely with Bo, he uh, he might have inherited a bit more of the, the um, great-grandmother type staying, staying uh, ability because, yeah, right right from the early uh, days, he was always one of his best attributes and um, that's actually helped him in a way because he had a little injury coming out of the young star in Sydney and very limited um, preparation, um, basically a 400-metre trial at Bulleye and in 28 days off and uh, he come round and, and won his heat up in Queensland and he probably wouldn't have been able to do it with a lot of other dogs. So that strength certainly come to the fore there. He's been a remarkable dog, and it's going to be a very exciting 12 months, hopefully, for you and the family, Craig. So, um, yeah, last one for me is just to, to wish you all the best of luck with him, and hopefully you can represent New South Wales in a few more big races over the coming months. Yeah, that's the plan. So, um, 
yeah, he's proven himself his first trip up to Queensland. So it's uh, yeah, all systems go from here for a few other uh, tilts at interstate racing anyway. Well, he can't do uh, any more than he's currently done, Craig, so congratulations on what you've been able to do with him so far. I'm sure he's got a terrific future and he's in good hands there, so thank you for your time this morning. Yep, good on you. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Kat. There he was, Craig Chapelow, who puts the polish on overflow above. He's always had a good dog, Craig Chapelow. Yeah, and they're a lovely family. Um, Craig and his dad, Ken, will do anything for you at the track, and I've got... Uh, Craig to handle a few dogs for me and Ken's always there to yeah okay. Ken's always willing to to catch them and help you put them away so absolutely lovely family and so is his wife Sam for for that matter of speaking she's a um, lovely lady as well so yeah you love to see these people have success going back a few years ago he trained a dog for a mate of mine called Frosty Fruits and she was sort of the benchmark of a terrific line as well for the last 15 or 20 years so no, well, he's always been a good trainer you've got a very good story to go with that about her son goodsy so why don't you tell everyone oh right yeah well well uh the, my friend matthew frost uh who's really good mates with craig had a had a friend called russell barwick and most of the listeners would know the name russell barwick because uh, he's been in radio uh, in new south wales sydney for all decades and and also on espn etc uh, a good racing man. Anyway, uh, we're mates, and um, he came to the Gold Coast uh, for a, f- a few days, and we went out and had dinner. Uh, Russell, um, another couple that uh, that we know, and ourselves, myself and Linda, we went out and we're having a few drinks and that. And he said to me, um, "I bought a pup," and I said, "Well, I'm happy for you." And he said, "I paid four thousand for it," and I said, "Oh yeah." Uh, he said, "Go halves," and I said, "No, nah, mate, I'm not going well enough to go halves." Um, no, nah, no, nah, leave me out. Anyway, he was at me and at me all night. And uh, I said, look, I'm not buying any more dogs. So the next morning before he goes back to Sydney, he rings me up again and he says, last chance, um, $2,000, it's half yours. And I said, no, nah, leave me out. Anyway, nothing happens. And uh, about six or eight weeks later, uh, Russell rings me up and he says, uh, I sold that half of that dog. And I said, what dog? And he said, the dog I was trying to get you to buy. And I said, oh, yeah. He said, a guy I know down at the local club, uh, an elderly guy, uh, wanted to get one. So he's paid 2000 So he's got half the dog. I said, well, that's terrific. I'm happy for you. So I don't know how much later, eight, ten months or something like that. And he rings me up and he says, um, that dog, it's flying. And I said, oh, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, the trainer's um, said it's flying. And I said, mate, I've heard that a million times before. Wait until it gets to the track. And I said, who's training it, by the way? He said, John Finn. And straight away I knew uh, I'm in trouble here. I should have went into this dog. Anyway, lo and behold, it runs five or six weeks later. I think it only took a run or two before it broke the record at Bulleye. It strung together a heap of wins and... Um, Broke a couple of track records. We know how good he was. And His name was Goodsy for those Goodsy, playing yeah, it was, it was. And, and actually, there's a story even behind that. It was called Goodsy because um, Russell at the time did, had a fair bit to do with the Sydney Swans. And he, he knew it was a good dog and he wanted to, t- to name it after Adam Goods. And he actually asked Adam, you know, can I name this dog after? He said, yeah, for sure. So that was the story behind the name. Anyway, it starts racing. And it's winning everywhere. Uh, then he rings me up and he says, uh, we've been offered uh, big money for the dog. And I said, oh, how much? And he said, $420,000. And I said, I hope you still don't own it. And he said, do you think that's uh, that's a good offer? I said, mate, he could have the dog, the house, the car, everything. Take it. 
So uh, he sold his half share for 210000 The other guy didn't want to sell, uh, but he did um, a couple of months later. So he got two hundred and ten dollars So they sold Goodsy for $420,000. And I think ultimately down the track, he changed hands for a, a, not even a tenth of that and ended up in China. But uh, that was my chance to get into a champ, but it didn't happen. Oh, well, you got your champ in the end with good odds. Emma winning the Megastar last year, so some That's solace true. 15 yeah. years later, Daph. Yeah, yeah, and of course the, the champ now, Agilate. Well, absolutely. A couple of handy ones in the kennel, and we've got one uh, about to head to break in at the moment that we've got together as well with Jason Adams and Matt Jackson. So hopefully little Jerry, as we call him, hopefully he's the next superstar for you, Daph. Let's hope so. Let's uh, head to a break here on Sky Sports Radio, back with Mark Ander- Arendale after this. Form Guide, brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. You win some, you lose more. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf Lowest Price Guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing, Nengarluzi out quickly, so is Magistrate, the favourites, Jewel 1-2 into the corner. Behind those was Seven Sinners, followed by Raw Honey. Behind those runners was Kenzie Baskin. Drifting back was Raw, uh, Master Silla. Boys light up at a minute off them, Kenny Walk. Magistrate shot away, put four now on Nengarluzi on the side. Next was Seven Sinners and Raw Honey, but it's all Magistrate. Magistrate's clear, and Magistrate's through to the cup final. Beats Nengarluzi, third will be seven. Seven Sinners, boys light up. Behind those was... That was Magistrate winning his heat of the Casino Cup last Friday, and he will go around as one of the favourites for the series this this Friday. Uh, coming up, Daph, do you want to run us through that market? I can do that. Uh, Queen Walk, $11. Dino Way, recent Ipswich Cup final, $6. The fave is Magistrate at $2.20. Phase Magic at 6 Gypsy Joker, 10 Can your exclusive, 6 Magic Secret, 10 And the Pink Runner Edge Gambler, a $15 pop. A very intriguing little race, and the dulcet tones that we heard call the heats just then was Mark Arendale, and he joins us now to have a chat about the final this week. Good morning to you, Mark. Yeah, good morning, Kat. Good morning, Jared. What did you make of the heats last week? Who was your standout? Oh, you, Magistrate has to be the standout. Um, he was impressive from box three. Given that um, I thought he was drawn beautifully in his heat because he had uh, slow beginners on his inside and outside, and while he began with them, his speed off the mat was sensational to lead them. And uh, it's quite a tough heat with Nengar Lucy drawn on his inside, but he managed to burn her off and kick away. And I suppose that mid-race section is where he really put uh, his rivals to the sword. And he was impressive, scoring in 27.47. And I, I still go back to uh, he's running the Million Dollar Chase Regional Final when he carved out 27.22. Uh, around the track to qualify for the big event in Sydney, and uh, he's got to be the one to beat. He's all he's been well placed uh, by Greg Stella throughout his career, and he's shied away from a lot of the big races because I think you know he was young and inexperienced. But he's become a really good race dog now, Mark. He's he's such a reliable beginner from box three. Does it look like he'll lead? And if he does, I suppose he'll be pretty hard to beat. 
Well, on first value, Jared, yeah, he's going to be hard to hold out. But boy, oh boy, there's not much between all these runners in that run to the corner. So it's going to be no place for the faint-hearted. You know, you've got the likes of, of, of Queen, Queen Walk drawn in box one, running 273 early. What she'll, she'll want to go over to the fence. So that, that, that will help Magistrate. There's no doubt about that. Dino Way, a bit of a giant killer, this dog. He's, he's so underrated. Don't think he can go with uh, Magistrate early. I suppose no. the key is he's got uh, Phase Magic drawn in the four. Now, he, he, he ran 273 to the mark the other day too, first go at the track. So he could be a bit of a fly on the ointment, along with Cookie's Greyhound in the five, which is Gypsy Joker. So he, he'll need to come out at best on turns with them and show that acceleration, but there's plenty of speed around him. I suppose the only worrying thing for me is a little bit of history because uh, Casino being the track it is, uh, it's not a, the, the Cup hasn't been a, a great race for favourites over the years. Okay. But he'll carry the favourite tag and he deserves that favouritism and, and he has to be the one to beat. I think... Have- Sorry, sorry. sorry enough. I think we made him, uh, both made him a best bet when he went around in the Ipswich Cup Consolation um, a couple of weeks back, Duff, and he just, on paper then, he looked the class animal, and I suppose he does look the same this week, but Casino's a completely different track to Ipswich. The one thing with Magistrate is he can, I wouldn't say he can be tardy away, he can sort of just dwell ever so slightly. His acceleration, we know, is uh, absolutely blistering once he hits the ground, but Geez, you wouldn't want to be giving them too much of a, a leeway there at Casino just because of the track being pretty much a, a complete circle. It doesn't really give you uh, much opportunity to make up for it if you make a mistake, Mark. No, he's got to be on his A game from the boxes. There's no doubt about that. And, it, and if he is, the rest should take care of itself. But what I like about Magistrate is uh, a lot of very good visiting greyhounds come to Casino and not all of them take to it. But Magistrate has proved that... Uh, he uh, loves the tracks, and uh, his, his heat victory proved that. And, of course, his 27-22 there prior has proved that as well. Yeah, that's quite right. I, I suppose the other thing, in his favour, you know, he had that run last week. I know he's been there before, blah, blah, blah. But at Ipswich, he improved a heap uh, on in that consolation final on what he ran in the heat. Uh, so if he was to do the same again and come and, and jump to the front, you would expect him to win? Yeah, he... he um in that uh, million dollar chase series, he he found three tenths from his heat run to the final. So oh, I'm go. not saying he's going to find three tenths in this final, but you you certainly think that uh, well he has. Yeah, twenty seven forty seven. Uh, he will definitely go quicker than that with if he if he gets out okay. Last one, uh, last one for me. Sorry, Mark. Uh, best roughy in the in the race. Who would who would you be with? Oh look. I don't mind the two that are drawn wide. Should there be uh, some early trouble on the inside, uh, I, I don't mind ma- uh, Magic Secret and uh, also out in box number eight, Edge Gambler. Like Edge Gambler ran two sixty nine to the mark from box number seven, so he could make his own luck. And, and likewise, if Magic Secret gets it right on the day, she's a twenty seven forty twenty seven fifty bits around Casino. So um, if she can get up somewhere near the lead. Uh, and there's trouble on the inside with the likes of Magistrate uh, and Co. Well, they, they could be bolters in the race. All right. Well, that's Friday night. Looking forward to that particular race. I mentioned the prices earlier, Magistrate, the $2.20 favourite. Before we let you go, Mark, there's some racing there tonight at Casino. Is there one or two for us tonight? 
uh, tough little program. There's a lot of 300s on Jared, uh, but look, my best tonight, I've got to be with uh, race eight, number three, Half Glove. Uh, I think she's currently around the 220 mark. Uh, she uh, is most consistent from the Julie King Kennel. Uh, not badly boxed in box number three. I think she can get the prize for us in uh, in the eighth event. And now with the scratching of the hot favourite uh, Kicking Stones, I'm just trying to find what race it is. Uh, that's the free-for-all of the night. Yeah, race number six. With uh, Kicking Stone scratched, I think this sets it up for Karinga Bowser, who should be very hard to beat in race number six, uh, number seven. Okay, race six, number seven, it's $2.20. Race eight, number three, $2.20. Hopefully we've been able to extract a winner tonight so we can launch into that cup on Friday night. Good calling tonight, Mark, and good calling Friday night. We'll uh, hopefully catch up with you soon. Good on you guys. Thanks for that, and thanks for having me. No worries, Mark Arundale, the voice of uh, the Northern Rivers Grey, and he's been a busy boy lately. Plenty of meetings on at Grafton and Casino Cat. Absolutely, and he also loves getting up to Darwin as well. I was lucky enough to meet him up there last year with his lovely wife Mel, so uh, great fella and does a a really good job up there on the Northern Rivers for us. And knows his form, so we've got a couple of winners there potentially tonight. Before we go, uh, I'll just quickly whip through the half dozen at the top of the order in the Phoenix, given it's topical at the moment. Alpha Zulu, the favourite, $3.00. Postman Pack 350, Scalacci 5, strangely all beaten the other night. Big Energy hasn't got a slot yet, 550. Flying Zulu 8, Transponder 10, and then wow, she's fast, 10, 12 or better for the rest. Any early thoughts? Yeah, it's just so hard when you don't know who's going to be in the race, Staff. Mm. Um, yeah, look, uh, Big Energy, how could you not be impressed with him the other night? It yep. is tricky. I guess he's got to go back to the Meadows now and replicate that. We know how much he loves Sandown. I, I, having, not having his form in front of me, I don't know what he, his, you know, his form's like at the Meadows. But, um, yeah, if he, he can replicate what he does at Sandown for sure. Um, I, speaking to Jackie Greeno is important to know as well. She did say that, wow, she's fast. Pulled up okay after the Top Gun, and she'll be going oh, around good. in the Melbourne Cup heats this weekend good. as well. Terrific. Okay. All right. And those heats, by the way, Saturday night at Sandown, along with uh, heats of the Bowl. Trees. Those pri- uh, not prices. Those fields will be out tomorrow. Prices to follow shortly after. You'll be there again on Saturday night for Sky and Sky Racing Active. Absolutely. And looking for a little bit of redemption. It was a complete strip out last weekend, so we're we're back to get some winners this weekend. Uh, winners were hard to find last week. All right, Cat. That's going Greyhounds for another week. Looking forward to catching up with you next Tuesday for a look at the Melbourne Cup final and the Bolt Trees final. Can't wait.